Lexitone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pass It On Podcast with me, Steve and Chris. Um, Steve wants to talk about a woman in Wales. Ooh. Ooh, he's got a bit <laughs> on the side. I have the lovely Mrs. Harriet Smith. Oh, of right. 14 John Street. Now, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this. Ruebon, R-U-A-B-O-N, near Wrexham. Perhaps somebody could help me out with that. It's probably Robin, you think? Robin? I don't know. I'm, well, I'm still waiting for some kind of point to emerge from this. So well, it's friend. I'm telling you, she is Mrs. Harriet Smith, 14 John Street, Ruebon, near Wrexham. And she is... The Pass It On, the Sunday Post Pass It On Tips Books champion. She's the super like on Tinder of the Pass It On pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> she's probably right. not. But she has eight tips printed in the Pass It On book. And wow. I didn't print super all of fun. her tips. She's the, she's the most prolific uh, writer. And Who's this fan doing with towels? <laughs> But you didn't all. You didn't only get towels. Some you did also get uh, ten shillings, even if your tip was not the start of the week. So you got money for writing in. So you, you everybody got ten shillings if the tip was printed. I think l- latterly, I believe so. Yes, ten shillings. A fair old whack. What but could you buy within ten shillings? Russell? Ten shillings would be about an eighth of a working man's wage, perhaps. Could you buy your week's shopping on that? Probably not, no, not entirely. Half of your week's shopping? Maybe half your week's shopping, yeah. Yeah, so that's decent. Yeah. However, the question is, is Harriet, as we shall now call her, was she just a wonderful, brilliant tips giver, or was she only in it for the money? Or was Mm. she an entire uh, confection? (laughs) Was she just a, when they couldn't... (gasps) Conspiracy theories, I (laughs) like it. Using Google Maps, I have gone and looked at her address and she has a very tidy little red brick house down in, it's near Wrexham, Ruavon is, and I believe, I want to believe that she was a person with lots of tips and lots of You want to believe she was real. And And I want to believe that she was real, yeah, not just made up by the Sunday Post. Because in fairness, I'm being daft. There's no reason why she wouldn't. No, the Singapore wouldn't do this. I don't think the problem was ever too few tips. Put no. it that way, mm. certainly not in the 1950s. Got a little bit sticky when it came to the 1980s, which was some time later. However, we're going to get through hopefully all of Harriet's eight I tips, get on with it then. and we're going to find out what sort of woman she is. Okay, Connie. <laughs> she's a, do you think she's more impatient today than usual? Yeah, testy. You think? One, two, three. Mm. Testy. Testy, not. I know. Oh dear. Do you, do you, though? Do you? Right, we're going to go through Harriet's tips and find out what sort of woman she was. Blankets. When airing blankets and bedspreads, hang them with their weight distributed over two lines. I find this prevents them stretching. And of course, that was from Mrs. Harriet Smith, 14 John Street, Reuben, near Wrexham. So. I mean. Do you think hanging your blankets and bedspreads over two lines 
would help so prevent be, them stretching. So they'd be separated, I'm presuming, yes. by, by some distance. And they'd be over the top of the two of them. So that rather than it being a single line with yeah. the sheet coming down yeah, the side of it, yeah. there'd be a sort of tram line uh-huh. of two lines. Perhaps when they were very wet, the the wincy stretch. Yes. Oh. It would also just help them um, dry quicker. Because yeah. if you've got yeah, the two sides true. touching each other, it makes it more difficult for it to dry. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. It's not okay. the best thing I've ever heard, but it's not horrific. None of them are the best thing you've ever heard. No, I know, but... Right, we'll try another one. I wonder if we used this. Maybe... Maybe not. See if this rings any bells. Handy. Use a marble as a miniature darning egg when mending fingertips of gloves. Mrs. Harriet Smith, 14 John Street. You know the rest. Yeah, we have heard that. Have we? I don't I remember. You got so. that one? I think so. I Well, there was well said, I've got questions. <laughs> well, maybe not then. So, so uh, this goes up inside the finger of the glove. It does. And to give it some shape, and you're darning from the outside. Yeah. Okay. So, what's a darning egg? A, an egg that you would put in the socks to have a an, something to push against. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoa. Connie, knowing stuff, shock. About darning. It w- it wouldn't have been an egg egg. I presume it would have been ceramic That's, or something. Yeah, it's like, um, po- uh, not porcelain, but yeah, like yeah. a... like Ceramic. A, yeah. I think now you can buy them still. They're like a hard plastic. Oh, are they? Of course they are. I was very disappointed doing egg and spoon race at my uh, primary school that there were ceramic eggs. I wanted them to be like stoneware, like not like fine <laughs> decorated. Well, at uh, my school, there were rubber eggs, and which caused a hilarious amount of hilarity when you drop them because you can never <laughs> catch them. Yeah, bounce around. <laughs> the most competitive thing I've ever seen in the sporting world was a fowler's. Spoon. Dad's race, a dad's yeah. race. I love an egg and spoon race. Actually, I'm pretty decent. I have to say, I, I think the worst people in the world are swimming pool dads. Oh, yeah. The, the sort of like you know throw kids around, mm. hollering and oh, just what's your wish? <laughs> oh, believe me, I was involved in juvenile football and fathers trying to tell yeah. their sons how to play football is an ugly experience. I have to yeah. tell you. It's horrible, actually. Some of the things that get said are terrible. However, let's crack on because I've just noticed what the next tip is from Mrs. Smith. Okay. And we've heard it before. Lino. A oh, little, no. <laughs> a little linseed oil rubbed well into lino gives an excellent polish and doesn't leave the surface slippery. I think you've got some in there. Yeah. If you rub it... But I did stress, know. as you will <laughs> notice from my... Timber that my I did stress the uh, the rubbed well in yeah but do you have shiny lino? Don't have lino. Well, you're not even trying then. Okay, yeah, I think the, the, the kitchen in the house we rent probably is lino. It looks like slate, but isn't. Mm. I think you should try linseed oil rubbed well in. I don't well think in. you should. <laughs> I think you should just leave just it. stick to sour milk like everybody yes, else. Yes, exactly. See, do what sensible people do and use sour milk, obviously. Worth knowing, if you break the stem of a flower, bandage the break with a piece of adhesive tape and it will last as long as the others. Uh, will it? Oh. Why not just throw it out? It's only <laughs> one. <laughs> Connie, that says so much about you. You've got a lovely bunch of flowers given to you by some... I got bowl. flowers delivered last week. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did people think it was a funeral? 
Funeral. No. Funeral. I think people thought, ooh, who are they for? From. I do like having cut flowers. I basically never do it because it's a ridiculous yeah. waste of money. But uh, I do like having cut flowers. Yeah, I house. like flowers and knives. There was a thing, wasn't there? A story about Elton John spending it was something. It was a million a year. Yeah, it was a ridiculous yeah. number. I forget what it was. On I, flowers I, get, I sort of think, fair play. If you're a very rich person yeah. and you want to fill Why your not? house with pretty flowers, you go, girl. I get I slightly confused when women going to visit other women take flowers or a gift or something. That never, ever occurs to me to do that. And I just what, something with I wouldn't a man? do. Like if you were going down to see one of your chums. Even if me and my wife were going to visit somebody else and their wife, I might take a bottle of wine if it was that yeah. sort of evening. But if you're just going to visit them, just go. <laughs> if it was that sort of evening, yeah. me. And if it was different sort of ball. evening, yeah, exactly. <laughs> take the wine. me. I'm glad I'm not young like you people with your lack of morals. With our phallic minds. Oh, yes, that as well. I remember that. I'll some, never forget that conversation for off as that, long as one. I live. But will you remember the word eunuch? Uh, yes. Good. It makes me think of eunuch, like in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think he used to be a tennis player in the 1970s. <laughs> right, come on. Another one. Onions. Peel onions and place in a saucepan with just enough water to cover them. Boil for three minutes, then strain, slice and fry. I find they quickly become golden brown and don't burn. Again from Mrs Smith, you know the rest. Who then probably does something with the onion water, <laughs> puts it on our plants or something. <laughs> Polishes her windows. Uses it for, as an air freshener. Oh, Puts it in a tub and has it for the soup the next Oh, come day. on, that's a, good, that's a good thing for polishing onions. What am I talking about? <laughs> for... Making sure your onions fry golden brown. Golden brown. I, I couldn't be bothered. No, oh, me neither. Come on, guys. Buy onion rings from the supermarket and shove them in the, <laughs> in in the, the oven. oven. But, like, you know, the idea of having nice nice onions, fair enough. Mm, bag them. But nice onions. the idea of, like, pre-boiling your onions before oh, you fry them, I just couldn't. No I one couldn't can be bothered, be bothered with that. There can I a, also say it's freezing in here? There is. <laughs> I have just got... The coldest draft. Right, so oh, that'll be a butterfly there. mind. Is that what that is? Is that what you can <laughs> Is that, yeah. There you go. There is a uh, conspiracy of silence around caramelised onions. Do you know this? Oh, I do enjoy, like, <laughs> no. oh, caramelised onion and goat's cheese. A conspiracy of silence? So, what? what? So it's a sort of insider secret, uh, or rather a sort of open secret, I should say, among chefs, that to properly caramelise onions, it takes... Oh God, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's like I think it's an hour or more to properly Ooh. caramelize it. You should develop the mm. thing, but everyone, all chefs, write the recipes to say you know fry onions for five to ten minutes to caramelize them because obviously nobody's really going to spend an hour or more oh, just right. gently stirring onions to get add in sugar and all, all that, that sort of stuff. Sort of shit. Uh, no, I didn't know this. So yeah, so car- caramelized onions actually takes a very very long time to do, but all I recipes do like just caramelized say, onions. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, caramelized onion chutney. Omg. Delicious. Okay, we're just going to take a quick break and turn the heating up. Thank you very much. (laughs) There are a thousand topics of conversation in these Pass It On books that we base this podcast on, you know, and we sell them. Just go to dcthompsonshop.co.uk and at checkout, enter the code DARNING to get 20% off. Here's your bonus ad break tip. 
Wine stains. Should wine get spilled on your tablecloth, sprinkle it once with powdered starch and leave on for two hours. Shake powder off, wash in cold water, and the stains disappear. We have whacked the heating up, but it hasn't quite taken effect still yet. Still, so <laughs> still got uh, a cold look on my face. Yeah, I'm turning blue. You'd never tell into the makeup. <laughs> oh, so if, if you did several star jumps, you would be fine. Okay, do you want me to? Dare me to? No, I don't want okay, you to. Well, no. I wouldn't make very good. Not entirely certain the floor will. Oh, you would just hear is the old <laughs> slap <laughs> star jump. Right, you will remember we are with Harriet Smith. Yep. Where was she from, Connie? Wrexham, Wales. Raven. Raven. We we think, or it's probably pronounced something else as well. <laughs> probably. Anyway, she's a wonderful woman. And here's another of her tips. Polish economy. To be economical with furniture, creams and polish, place a piece of old plastic material beneath your putting-on duster in the area... Putting-on duster? <laughs> yes. Oh, I see. No, I, you know, I'm with you. I'm with her now. I'm not. In the area where the cream will be applied. This saves useless absorption. Oh, useless absorption. No. <laughs> right, I'll, I don't understand. Putting on dust up, oh, because she would then take it off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Off. You didn't so, have sprays. Oh. <laughs> it's like the end of the so world. How did it, so how did it come then? In a sort of dip, tippy out bottle? Tin, yeah. And did you scoop and polish? Or I, was it like a kind of... As I recall, not that I did this often, it was um, you would sort of put your putting on duster in a circular motion on the top of the tin. Mm-hmm. To get some dust, yeah, to get some okay. polish, polish like off, and then rub vigorously, and then <laughs> and, and rub, rub just as vigorously off. with your off duster. Yeah? Okay, I'm quite glad right. that I don't have anything in my house that requires polishing. <laughs> yeah, I just po- I polish my windowsills in my yeah. front bedroom furniture. Yeah, okay. The rest is window cleaner because it's all glass. Yeah, I suppose. Hate. Yeah, you live in an ice palace. Just yeah, everything's glass. Everything's glass. <laughs> and you do this every day. Um, nope. So I la so I do all my housework in one chunk. Like I don't do it like each day. So it takes me like Becky would not be pleased. Three, I know. Yeah. Clean mama away. It's because of, like work and stuff like yeah. at night and uh, the two job things difficult. In fairness, I've, I haven't managed to adopt it, but I think Becky Clean Mama, who was a guest on our episode uh, on the podcast a few episodes ago, her thing is that if Got you if you yeah exactly if you sort of like systematize it. I probably do do it little and often, but the bigger things, I try to do in a chunk. The thing that really appeals to me about her system is that it is, you know, Tuesday is floors day and Wednesday is bathroom day or something. So you don't, you're not thinking about it. It's just, it's just, it's a bit like wearing a school uniform when you're a kid. Like you don't have to like, as we do now, you have to reach into your extensive closet of uh, wonder, Steve, and put and choose what you're going to wear. You just, you just, oh yeah, I'm doing this today. No, you see, these days I I I get my clothes sent to me by somebody who chooses (laughs) them. No, you don't. Um, (laughs) Still want to get Steve on Stitch Fix. Yeah. I've forgotten what we called. I quite like doing um, housework, so I actually don't mind like just doing it all in a chunk. I probably do do it in little dribs and drabs, but I last polished my house and, you know, cleaned all the surfaces. That was a polishing movement. Monday last week and I did it again yesterday which was a Sunday Very good. so 
Yeah, I probably do it like that, and that was quite a long time for me. Probably every few days. For I mean, me, I'm like bored, and you know. For me, all the housework time that my wife and I have is just taking up tidying. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a four year old in the house, we, like we don't mm. get around to much. I remember it well. Housework just because it's constant entropy fighting. <laughs> Back to Harriet. On wet wash days, I open my table out to full length and spread a sheet or large tablecloth over it, leaving it all night. It's dry in the morning. <laughs> okay. I, mm, Why? Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm, yeah. we would not be using pulleys. Say it again. Surely most houses would have I a pulley think in these her, days. I think a pulley's obviously full. Oh, I suppose. So on wet wash days, I open my table so, out a, a, to a wet wash day, we're talking about a day, because you had a single day on which you could do your laundry. If you're in a tenement, for yes, example. Uh-huh. Although it might not have been true for her. Um, and if it's raining outside or damp, Tough. you couldn't put your washing out to dry. Yeah. Yeah, so you had to... She thinks you spread it out on the table and it dries. Hmm. I mean, it would. it's not impossible. It would take a long time. Longer time. Also depends what the table's made of as well. Like If, it, if it's wood, it would No, she's, she's spreading a large sheet a sheet yes, or large tablecloth over it. You're right. It's uh, I thought it was a plastic sort of thing, but it's not. Right, somebody should try this. No. One of us should try this. No. No, no I have a heat, you what I don't heated like. rail for um, that kind of thing. <laughs> I've got a tumble dryer slash I forgot clothes it was in front of radio. One of the things I do not like is um, sometimes when you pass people, there is the white, wet water smell. From oh, I hate them. that damp. Ugh. Yeah. I am not a fan of a damp smell. I find it really interesting how um, uh, pr- the the scent of somebody's laundry detergent <gasps> can really. I was just about to say this. It really, uh, if you walk into somebody's house and it smells of something, what it probably smells of is their washing liquid. Yeah. You when you were at school and obviously you all had like the same cardies or whatever, and if you were in the like the changing rooms after gym or whatever PE, and you'd be like, "Is that my jumper or your jumper?" and you used to be able to sniff. sniff it and tell whose it was. Are you telling me that your mother didn't stitch your name inside? Um, yeah, she did actually, but maybe as we got a bit older, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't really remember. Uh, but um, yeah, you used to be able to tell, and I have vivid memories of going into people's houses and thinking, Ugh, "Your house smells of chicken shit or whatever." <laughs> I'm not familiar with that as an odor from no, the that north. Is a, that is an odor. <laughs> Trust me. I'm in Lethem. It is we. <laughs> we're also um, when if my mother-in-law does some laundry for our daughter, uh, it's just it's lovely because she uses uh, fabric conditioner and dry tumble dryer sheets, so and quite often irons it as well. Whereas we don't even use fabric conditioner; we just put it in the machine <laughs> with some washing powder. Um, so like, we'll pick up the, these bits of clothing; it's just so soft. Yeah. But do you know what it is? It gives. Do you know what fabric conditioner basically does? It covers your clothes in fat. Yeah, basically, yeah. that's what it's doing. Really, so that's why it feels soft. Ah, oh, that's an excuse and a half, isn't it? I'm so I'm so fat because more. I use. <laughs> yeah, right. I um, I love a fabric conditioner. I use all that sort of stuff as well. Sorry, we've got to rush through. Sorry, if Harriet won't wait. You know, plant care. Tie up delicate plants with elastic thread. This doesn't damage leaves and stems, as the thread allows a certain amount of play. While holding the plants. Yep. Seems reasonable. Yep. Well, right, good that, thing garden twine, um, that green stuff you get for tying up gardens is slightly elasticated. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not 
Yeah. So what do you think of Harriet? I think she's well, a upstanding, no, she's nice, nice, good housewife. I like how she's not going overboard and being like posh about it. You know, you yeah. get the ones that are sort of snooty, snooty about it. Mm. She just seems kind of ordinary, but in a in a nice way, if you know what I mean. Sort of there. She yeah. does. Well, I'll need to tell you something about Harriet. Oh, no. She has a friend. Because later, within the 1950s, she is joined by Mrs. Joan Evans of 112 Albert Albert Grove, Ruaben, Denbyshire, which is Wrexham. And I looked at this on Google Maps and discovered that John Street and Albert Grove are roughly a minute's walk apart. Oh, good pals. How do you and they know do seem friend? to be. Sorry? Do you just guess they're friends because distance-wise or... Well, Harriet has lots of tips printed in the Sunday Post. Then from 1955-56 onwards, Joan starts sending in tips mm. as well. So Joan's tips are actually quite good. Mm. Drying hint. Screw four or five cup hooks into the open ends of the clothes horse. Hang small articles on the hooks and there is space on the rails for bigger garments. Mrs. J. Evans, 112 Albert Grove, Ruabin. Rexham. That is a solid yep. tip. That is a solid tip. She's a tipster of some. Because I was thinking, how do you get over the clothes horse would have been wooden and yeah. But yeah. but but to Connie's point, how do you know they they, they know each other? He doesn't. He's I just don't. Guessing. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. To be honest, I'm, because Harriet's been writing in for several years, and then Joan begins to, and they live virtually a hundred yards apart. And I'm thinking that either that or you know the jig was up, and somebody some reader had realised that Harriet didn't exist. Harriet. Didn't exist Harriet. at all. You're uh, such so a cynic. This, didn't this did not happen Whoa. in the Sunday Post. No. <laughs> what are you doing? Illuminati confirmed. Whoa. Right, I've no idea what you're talking about. Not <laughs> you know what the thing. Illuminati is? Stop it. They don't exist. They do. They definitely do. Effective. When ironing puffed sleeves on a child's dress, cover a damning mushroom with soft, clean material and iron over it. Again, Joan Evans, 112 Albert Grove. Don't know what a darning mushroom is. Mm-hmm. I can guess, obviously. Go on then. Well, mushroom-shaped darning egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slightly smaller darning egg. Smaller? Smaller. Sure? Smaller, yeah. For very small jobs, like gloves. Perhaps she's doing a bit of one-upmanship on Harriet, who suggested... Oh, I don't the, like Joan then, or whatever her name is. <laughs> how did you like Harriet? Yeah. I mean, Harriet had a thing going on. Did you? None of the none of Harriet's tips, in fairness, are that good. Excited me terribly. No, no, no. True, but I mean that one from no. Joan wasn't. Was that it Joan? Joan, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. I did. I did, I did. I like the first one. I did like her first one. Yeah. Does she have another really, really good one? She doesn't. Although there are several oh. more from Wrexham. I think Wrexham become must have become a hotbed bed of. Yeah. Uh, the PIO tips, because they are they are joined by Miss A Williams later, mm. even yet towards fifty eight fifty nine, but she's actually from Summerhill, which isn't really that close to Ruaben, I think. It's mm. funny how people's lives um, blend and uh, intrude into other bits of the world. If you think about it, you could sort of, in theory, track Harriet's life through. 
things like this. Because yeah. yeah. when she started as a as a homeowner, as a housewife, the tips might have been a, a bit basic or whatever, mm. and then she might have found some interesting stuff. And then she will have stopped running a household. She'll have died. And it's yeah. it's kind of weird how these little echoes and residences of yeah. your life in, in different places. I am honestly fascinated by stuff like this. And uh, looking back, like my grandmother, as we've discussed, and seeing them in their normal life, not yeah. as remembered people, but them functioning as people. And I absolutely love this. And although I don't know Harriet, never will, and I can't imagine that we'll ever, he- ever heal- hear from her grandson or granddaughter or anything, but I like Harriet and I like Joan as well. Mm. I think they were happy Buddies. together, yeah. both with her husbands and would, would go out for tea. Oh, that's, that's quite romantic, isn't it? Yeah. I just, you know what I find fascinating? Just as a little laugh. You only need to know five people to know everyone in the world. Yeah, it's the old six degrees of Kevin that, Bacon. That thing. literally, pew, mind blown. Six, yeah, six degrees of separation, isn't it? Yep. I'm not entirely sure. I read a thing that doesn't actually count. But even if it's not absolutely yeah. bang, I mean, you don't need to know six. five, six, seven, doesn't matter. You know, if you think about the amount of people you know, I just find that mental. I know, mm. I, it makes sense, but I still Explain find it, it mental. Explain it, tell us about it. No. <laughs> I just find it. Oh, well then. So much, uh, there's no point in listening to this podcast anymore. We're not telling you anything. Oh, because we're waiting on you to tell us more about your woman from Wales. It's but actually, in fact, we're out of time because you've gibbered on about your woman from Wales. <laughs> Harriet, I'll oh, have you know. Oh, the Harriet. lovely Harriet. The lo- oh, the lovely Harriet. And it is nice that something like the Sunday Post can, uh, you know, the, the whole mission of the Pass On Tips was about elevating... Humanizing it. The um, elevating the, the, the ordinary person mm. into something special because, of course, the ordinary people are special. And, mm. and, and you know, this name has echoed only a couple of generations down, maybe not that far, but it has echoed and it's recorded and it's part of um, our culture and our, our legacy. And had it not been for something like the Sunday Post doing the Pass on Tips, we, we Quite never, right. there might never have been a chance for Harriet to have her name published and and recorded yeah. and that's yep. quite important i hope harriet's shade is watching us from from the shadows somewhere i think it's quite romantic actually oh <laughs> join us again next time where we will have more genius or possibly madness from the households of scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in scotland today see you soon Hello, Chris here, and I hope I can assume that if you've reached this part of the podcast, you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, and not that you've been the victim of some terrible vinegar-related incident at home and been unable to press the pause button on your podcast player. If you have, there's a few things that you might like to do. The first is to buy those books that the Pass It On series is based on, and just to reiterate what Steve said, if you use the discount code DARNING at checkout on dcthompsonshop.co.uk, you'll get a 20% discount on all the books. You can also leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And most important of all, and the thing that means the most to us, spread the word. Make sure other people discover the joy of the Pass It On books as well by recommending this podcast to them. Whatever you've done though, whether you do none of that or all of that, we've loved having you listening and thank you so much. We'll see you next time.